This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey guys, what's up? Kevin Jones, founder of Blue Wire. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Do me a favor. Send it to one of your friends. We're growing this network grassroots style. It takes everyone. You're a part of our team if you send this to one of your friends. All right, enjoy this podcast and appreciate your support. What's good, y'all? This is Keeping It 300 with Fallon Smith and James Jones. Jay, say what up to the people. What's going down? What's going down? Hey, don't don't prep me, Jay. Say what's up to the people. I know how to do this thing. <laughs> I mean, you know, we ain't sure. Every week it's a little different with, with my you guy, know, JJ. I know how to do this thing. Well, this week we're going to keep it 300 with one of the best receivers to ever do it. Six-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion, played his entire 14-year career with the Colts, a member of the Colts Ring of Honor, future Hall of Famer, and current NFL Network analyst, who is it? It is Reggie Wayne. Hello, Reggie. Please. Hey, that's a heck of a hey, hey, hey. Appreciate y'all letting me appreciate y'all letting me in the building, man. I I really feel truly, truly grateful, <laughs> man. I really am. Hey, we appreciate you coming on, man. No problem. I always try to give our guests the best intro, so I hope I did you justice there. You, you did you did great. You did an <laughs> awesome job. You really did. I appreciate it. I mean, I hope you ain't jinxed me on the Hall of Fame thing, but I think <laughs> I think oh, ain't, no, ain't no jinx and you getting in there. Ain't no jinx. <laughs> yeah, you're you going to get there. You're going to get in there for sure. Well, um, Reggie, we have to start with the big news that came out yesterday, okay? Okay. Uh, it's official. The Raiders will be featured on Hard Knocks this year. Yeah. James and I have said multiple times that this was a no-brainer and it needed to happen. You know, Mark Davis, John Gruden, they didn't want it to happen, but guess what? They had no say if it was going to happen or not. They didn't have a choice. So it's going down. I'm stoked about it. It's must-see TV, as you know, with all the personalities on the team and all the storylines. So right, right. what are your thoughts about the Raiders being on hard knocks this year? I'm not totally 100%, 100% sure that Mark Davis and John Gruden didn't want to have hard knocks there. I, I'm really not sold on that. I, to me, okay, maybe Mark Davis, maybe, right? But to me, John Gruden, this is this is him. This is what it's all about. Yeah. He loves the camera. He loves that kind of attention <laughs> uh, on him and his and his team. And you mentioned about all the different personalities. I mean, you know, obviously you got AB there. You got Montez Perfect there. Uh, you got one of the Car Brothers there. I mean, I mean, it's perfect. Incognito. It's perfect. Richie yeah, Incognito. Richie yeah. Incognito. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is perfect. <laughs> For Hard Knocks to have the Oakland Raiders as their team this year. It's perfect. I mean, you had to follow up last year yeah. with Cleveland, right, who did a great job. Yep. And I think the only team that can probably top that will be the Oakland Raiders. It's perfect. Yeah, no doubt. 
I actually completely agree with that. And I think the reason why Mark Davis didn't want his team on hard knocks is because he didn't really want uh, the dysfunction kind of out there. If there is any dysfunction, didn't want it out there in the national media. He wanted them on hard knocks next year when they're making the move to Las Vegas, where they can be shown in a more positive light. You know what I mean? A new start in Las Vegas. A lot of other fans excited. Obviously, the Oakland fans not excited. And this year, there are going to be a lot of Oakland fans that are upset that this is going to be the final year in Oakland. And I don't think they want that part to be shown. I don't think they want it also to be a distraction. Uh, this is an organization that has, for the most part, kept things pretty close and tight lip. Not a lot of, yeah. not a lot yeah. of leaks. So I think... You know, we're invading their privacy, and that's what this is all about. That's what HBO is all about. And as a fan, I love it. <laughs> HBO, and as you mentioned, does a great job of capturing, you know, the raw emotion and interactions uh, of players and coaches. And last year, we got to look inside the meeting rooms, you know, with, with, the, with the Browns. Uh, you get a look inside the coaches and the GM, you know, discussing personnel. And we saw last year Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley getting into it during a meeting. Obviously, the team doesn't like that, but as a fan, though, you're loving it, right? Well, as a fan, yeah, you do love it. I mean, and it does do a great job of showing you exactly what happens inside of those meeting rooms. I mean, just to see there. I mean, I'm a former player, right? But to sit there and watch the coach sit down with a, a player and having, you know, to have that talk with him right before they release him. I mean, I think that's must see TV, even though yeah. as a player you would hate to have that out there like that, you know. But I mean, just to be a fan and seeing it from the other side of the fence, I think it's awesome. I really do. Uh, as far as you know, Mark Davis not wanting to have all the dysfunctions, but those guys on that team, regardless if he wants it or not, it's gonna get out there. I mean, you got wow. AB who loves to tweet. And, and tell everything that goes on with him, right? Yeah. I mean, you 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 can tell with John Gruden, whichever facial expression he's gonna make, you know what you know you know how he's feeling that day, you know. So I just think it's one of those things where, I, as you said, it's it's, it's great for TV. Um, as a fan, it's it's exciting to watch. Um, and, I, and I do. I also think, you know, for Vontaze Burfica, for AB, it's an opportunity for them to show a different side than what everybody. I think they know. You know and I, mean? I think, so, I, I, I think, I, I, yeah, no doubt. No, I was just, I was just going to say, I think this is probably the best thing that can ever happen to the Oakland Raiders. Mm -hmm. And I'm strictly speaking from the fan standpoint, because last year, yeah. the season that the Raiders had everybody like, what the hell is John Gruden <laughs> going on? What do he got going on? What is he right, telling right, the players? Right. Is he tanking it? What is he doing? He don't know what he's doing. He calling the wrong plays. It was all type of stuff going mm -hmm. on. And now, mm -hmm. You get to come in there, you get to see behind the scenes, and you get to see kind of what Coach Gruden is preaching, to see if the game has really passed him up from being out for so long or if he's still the coach that everybody right. thinks he's going to be. So I think it's going to be good. I think it's the best thing to happen to the Raiders, especially for the Raiders fans, because now they're like, okay, should we ain't got to read these articles no more? Should we get to see, for however many Hard Knocks episodes it is, what's really going on with the Oakland Raiders? The funny thing is... And really on, and, and really on top of that, guy. I have to cut you off. You mentioned the Oakland Raiders fans. We're forgetting the Oakland Raiders. They're moving to Vegas. Yeah. So this is a chance for them to to for all those diehard Oakland 
Raider fans to actually, before this team packs their bags and, and heads up to Vegas, this is an opportunity for you to see the way that Oakland Raiders, their, their organization, the way they operate and do everything before they take off. And I think it's also a chance for them to change the narrative, as James kind of pointed out, right? Because uh, a lot of people think with Mark Davis as the owner, there's a lot of dysfunction that's going on inside that building. And it's a chance for them to not only change the narrative, but really control the narrative. Yeah. Plus, if you win games, if you win games, it'll change a lot of stuff that goes around that organization as well. <laughs> Game. Yeah, last thing about Hard Knocks. I just want to know maybe your sleeper pick, Reggie, uh, for a rising star on the show, not named, you know, Richie Incognito Carr, A.B., John Gruden, perfect. Oh. <laughs> you take it all. You take it all, all the superstars out of there. Exactly. Yeah, jeez. Um, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to keep it in a receiver family, man. I'm going to go Tyrell Williams. Oh, I like that. Tyrell oh. Williams, he's, he's the off-season transition. They got him out of, from the Chargers uh, this off-season. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's worked hard, did everything. He's been quiet, but he's been real effective out there. Yeah. I, really, I really want him to go to Indianapolis, but that's what's going on. <laughs> right? but, but I think, uh, think we'll find out who he really is, and I think he might be. That's my sleeper. That's my sleeper guy. James, who's your sleeper? Oh man, this is tough right here, man. A sleeper. Um, I, I really, I really don't know. But if I had to like bet my money on it, like really the funniest position in football is probably the offensive line. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say one of these dudes surprise us like big time. And I'm going to go with like big Hudson up there, the big center or something. Maybe one of these old linemen, since they characters, maybe they surprise us a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I was going to say Ryan Grant and uh, Reggie Weezy Wayne know Ryan Grant real good because he played for <laughs> yeah. the Colts last yeah. year. But RG, yeah. RG don't really talk like that, man. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to nah, go. He's not a talker. <laughs> he's not a talker. You know, he's, he's going to be probably the one of the guys that run away from the camera. Mm. 24-7. 24-7. I think my sleeper pick is the best one, and I'm going to tell you why. My sleeper pick... Oh, that's because you probably... You came up with the question, so you probably looked at the (laughs) roster. Yeah, you you, 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 you didn't talk this out thoroughly. (laughs) It is because I I follow people on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, etc., and I I saw a lot of videos going around. So my sleeper pick is going to be rookie defensive end, Mad Max Crosby. Oh. Did you guys see the video of him rapping? This is white boy who can spit rhymes. Uh, he can freestyle. He got balls? He, he got bars, apparently, in the locker room. <laughs> we we saw bars, it. Huh? So I okay. think that, and, the, and the, players, the players love it. So I think that he might be one of those rising stars and uh, players they feature on Hard Knocks. So we'll see. Well, I, well, well so, so you pretty much given us uh, what Mad Max is going to do whenever the rookies got to stand up and, and oh, sing. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. He's telling me he's going to be spitting bars. Oh yeah, he's he's spitting bars. He's rapping. (laughs) All right, Weez, I do want to ask. I do want to ask you a question though, man. Uh, Speaking of Ryan Grant. You know, a lot of the Raiders, you know, tune into our podcast, a lot of Raider fans. And I was on here bragging about RG, telling them how yeah. good he was as a wide receiver and really how yeah. the Raiders got a steal, man, with this dude. They got him for yeah. cheap, but people don't understand how much of a baller he is. You coached him last season yeah. in training camp. Tell the fans what yeah. they're getting out of Ryan Grant. Let me tell you something. Ryan Grant is one of those sleepers. Uh, he can do it all, right? 
he's not he's not a big guy, but he he can play big. Um, he can run all the routes. He has strong hands. He's he's uh, pretty solid speed. Uh, he can do it all. I think with Ryan Grant, he just needs that opportunity. He just needs a chance to go out there and get some targets thrown his way. I think last year with the Colts, uh, right when he was starting to hit his stride here in training camp, he had a little tweak uh, with an injury, and that kind of set him behind just a little bit. But I tell you this, you give him an opportunity to go out there and showcase what he can do, he will surprise a lot of people. It's funny because he was in – he was in Washington with a former teammate of mine, Santana Moss. So I was just like you, JJ. I called Santana. I said, "Man, tell me about tell me about Ryan Grant. Like, what is what is the deal with him?" And he said the same thing. Man, he has all the attributes. He has everything that a receiver that you can ask for in a receiver. He just needs a chance to, to showcase what he can do, and that's kind of how it is. He's there with a place now. He's got A, B. He's got Tyrell Wins now. It's going to be scarce. The ball's going to be scarce, right? Yeah. But whenever he has that opportunity to shine, I think he'll surprise a lot of people. That's what J.J. has been saying ever since they signed him. So we'll see. Training camp's going to be fun yeah. uh, with the battle, especially with the wide receiver core. And speaking of the Raiders' wide receiver core, I just want to know your initial thoughts. You know, when you heard A.B. was getting traded to the Raiders and – and now your thoughts, knowing, you know, so far, so good. Him and Carr have become close. Everyone on the team loves him, says his work ethic is contagious. So just your thoughts on A.B. being an Oakland Raider. Well, I think it was time. I, was, I think it was time for him to, uh, to, to start a new chapter in his career. Um, I think uh, the bridge in, in Pittsburgh was, was already burned. Um, but I think as an Oakland Raider, as an organization, as a fan, uh, I think you've got, I wouldn't say it's a steal because obviously you had to pay him more money, right? But I think you've got a guy that can really have your team from middle of the pack to become one of the top five offensive groups, right? He's that special. Yeah. Every year he's one of the best receivers in the league. He's that special. Yes. His work, the way he, his work ethic, it is contagious. I know him. I know the way he works out. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen him work out in Miami numerous times. Um, he works hard. He really does. He really does. Um, I think that he had everything that this team needed. They needed a shot in the arm offensively, right? Yeah, yeah. I think he brings that to the table. I think he'll help them out. Um, I think he not only helped the team out, but just Derek Carr in itself. Yeah. Derek Carr lost to Mari Cooper. Mm-hmm. He needed that go-to guy. Now you have that go-to guy. And then not only that, right, you also, they say every Batman has, needs a Robin, right? Yes. Tyrell Williams Ooh. is a great, a great Complimentary option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Tyrell could go. From A.B. So, I, listen, if, you, if, if I'm sitting back and I'm not an Oakland Raider fan, I'm looking back, I'm like, all right, Derek Carr. You got everything you're asking for. Mm-hmm. You, got your, you got your two guys you can throw to. You got a young running back coming out of the draft that you can turn around and hand it to a monster. You got all, you got, you know, you're getting your O-line situated. Second I mean, year hey, in the same system. Second year in the same system. Yes. Yes. You, you, you got, you, it's all falling in your lap. We need, we need to see that turn. We need to see that turn. So 
I'm, I'm excited for Oakland, man. I really am. I, I really feel like this would be a great year for them. I, um, I feel like uh, they, they, hey, they gotta, they gotta step it up because that division is getting tougher and tougher. You know, so uh, I'm excited for them this year. All right, Weezy, quick, quick, uh, quick question, man. Just from over your career, man, because I'm sure a lot of fans be wanting to know stuff like this. Toughest Fallon thinks C Wood is the goat of all times. Yes. He, was, he came, he came on the podcast. He thinks C Wood the goat. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm still okay. mad at C. I'm still mad at C Wood for missing games for his turf toe, but that's something <laughs> else. But <laughs> I always mess with him. But the toughest defender DB you have ever faced in your 27 years in the National Football League. 27? I'm going to tell you this, right? A lot of people are, are not going to know who this guy is. Okay. All right? My second year in the league. Okay. 2002? Second or third year. Right? Yeah, okay. Defensive back. He was, he was an old school. He was an OG, right? His name was Aaron Glenn. Okay. Aaron Glenn, Aaron Glenn played... He he played he played a lot of years with the Jets, but at back end of his years, he played with the Houston Texans. All right, Aaron Glenn. Aaron Glenn is the reason why Reggie Wayne, right, took film study more seriously. Oh, right? really? I went up against Aaron Glenn. I'm a young pup. I think I know it all. <laughs> Nobody can stop me. Just give me the ball. Just feed me, right? Yeah. Aaron Glenn ran every route before I did. Mm. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> he knew I was going to run a slant, mm. right? I'm like, he must be in a huddle or something. I ran a curl. He ran a curl before me. <laughs> I ran a comeback. He ran it. He broke, through, he broke on it before I did. I said, wait a minute. What am I doing wrong, right? So I'm sitting up here watching him, and at the end of the game, I say, I say, hey man, it's a pleasure, you know, pleasure meeting you, man. But I got one question to ask you, dog. Like, I, I said, what, what in the hell am I doing, right? What am I doing wrong? Yeah. That's showing you that I'm, you know, you know what he said. He said, he said, look here, young fella, I'm old school. Ain't nothing you gonna show me that I ain't seen already. Mm. He said, he said, but be careful, don't tip your routes. Yeah. I said, yeah. Oh. I must be tipping my routes a little bit, okay? So he made me go back and critique myself and go back and become a better person as far as watching film. Mm. That's what he did. Now, I know a lot of people ain't going to know who Aaron Glenn is. But that's awesome. No, so if I I will go back into somebody more modern, right? Mm -hmm. Not saying that Aaron Glenn is (laughs) long in the tooth, but, you know... I would have to say it would probably be uh, Darrell Revis. Oh, Revis. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Darrell Revis, um, when me and him went up against each other, man, it was a chess match. Yeah. He didn't get me, I get him. He didn't get me, I get him. And we look at each other, I, you know, whenever he get me, he'll look at me and be like, you know, I got you, right? And I, <laughs> I get him, I'm like, boy, you better be glad he ain't throwing that ball right there. You, love you know what <laughs> I mean? So it was one of those things where it was so much respect. It was mutual respect between us both. And nobody wanted to get let the other one get the upper hand, but it, you know I hope he felt the same way I did after the games. But after the games, you know, I was I was tired, you know, because yeah. it was a fight. It was a fight every snap, no matter if it was a run play, 
or if it was a pass play. Because I'm, I'm sitting up here trying to, it's a run play. And I say, okay, this is a run play. This is a chance for me. And I'm backside. So, okay, this is a chance for me to work on a release. Right? I'm not going to take a playoff. I'm going to just work yeah. on a release so I can see what works and what don't. You know what I'm saying? So, I'd be, it'd be a run play away from me, and I'd still run around, you know, rocker my release from the, from the line of scrimmage. So, and he's like, oh, oh, that's what we're doing. We out here. We practicing, huh? I said, yeah, we practicing. You know, he, he, said, he said, well, let's get it there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it was one of those things where, man, it was, I know he was one of the best, and we know when he was rolling, he was rolling. Oh, yeah. Right? And, um, so, and uh, it was one of those things where I knew whenever we was playing him, it was going to be a tough game. So first off, I want to let the fans know that Reggie Wheezy Wayne just said when it was a run play, he wasn't doing no blocking. <laughs> well, I was awake. I was backed up. I was backed up. So, hey, the chances of me getting that far safety, it probably ain't going to happen, right? So Reg- I was backed up. When it, came my way, when it came my way, right, I was digging them safeties out now. I was blocking them safeties now. I was blocking whoever had force. I had him now. I took pride in that blocking. Now, I know at Green Bay, I don't know if y'all really got into the blocking like that. You know what I mean? But we took pride in some blocking. You know, we had 1,000-yard backs, JJ. You did. Right? You did. We had 1,000-yard backs. I don't know what y'all had. You know what I mean? We had to, we had to look that up. A couple you know, in our heyday, but I can't say they relied on my block on the outside to get that G <laughs> <laughs> But, Reggie, do you remember any of your battles with Charles Woodson? I do. All right, so here's the Charles Woodson story, right? Went up against Charles Woodson three times in my career, right? Mm-hmm. Both times, the first two times was, uh, I want to say it was in Green Bay, all right? And those first two times, I left the game feeling like I didn't win. I really felt like I didn't win. I was like, you know what? I really, I'm getting on that plane. I was like, I wonder if I won the overall battle. Yeah. But she would, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I really don't know, because you know when you, when you one hand down. You, you in the locker room, you know what I mean? You get dressed, getting ready for meeting. You feel, you got your chest out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I really don't know. I really didn't feel like I won those two battles. Right? Why do you say that? So I just felt like he just got the best of me. Like, like it's one thing, like, okay, we can look at the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We can look at the numbers and people can say, all right, you know, you, know, you had 110 yards, eight catches, but you had a pretty good game. But as a receiver, you know, like, sure. if that, could, that number could have been higher, you know what I mean? If, if you just did this or did that, you know what I'm saying? Or you know, like, Somewhere in the game, like, it was a crucial play or whatever, and, you know, that defensive back, he kind of hemmed you up. You didn't get off the line clean. You know, it just wasn't an overall a great game for me. I just felt like he won. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But in 2012. Oh, yeah. I know what game you're talking about now. Yeah. 2012, <laughs> the Green Bay Packers from Lambeau Field, J.J., they came on down. Week five. Lucas All Stadium. I was there. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, this was a chance for me to right the wrong. Right? Those last two times I went up against Seawood, I had a chance to right the wrong. Now, this game was, for this particular game, um, it was during the, you know, when, when it was the NFL was supporting breast cancer and they, and, and they had all the, the, the pink gloves and pink shoes and all that stuff. But, 
our head coach, Chuck Pagano, was battling cancer himself, and it was leukemia. Mm -hmm. Okay? So this was the first game he was out. And um, I wanted to honor Coach Pagano in some way, and the only way I could do it was I had to wear orange because that was the color for leukemia. Mm. So I called up, you know, I had our equipment guys call out to a couple of teams, you know, that had orange, you know, like the Cincinnati Bengals, the Miami Dolphins, things like that. So the Miami Dolphins actually was kind enough to send over some orange gloves and orange uh, mouthpiece and all that stuff. So I put on my orange, I had the orange gloves on and all that stuff, orange mouthpiece. And all of a sudden we line up, game start, see wood as it crossed me. I'm like, all right, here we go, you know. <laughs> and, um, and long story short, J.J., you know, um, I had over 200 yards receiving. 212 to be exact. Okay, I wasn't going to get to the, you know, that, you know. I will say all of it, you know, the majority, it didn't even matter at that time. I mean, I had some good catches against C. Wood, a couple crucial ones, third downs, things of that nature. Uh, I had a good game, man. So I felt like that game, I knew that was going to probably be the last time I see Seawood. Mm. And they say, it's all about how you finish, ain't it? Yeah, it definitely <laughs> is all yeah, about how you finish. And by the way, yeah, to know, be exact, Reggie, 13 catches for a career high, 212 yards. All right, and, all right, and, all right. No, no, okay. No, Reggie is our guest. Don't be hating. Yeah, don't be hating, And man. you caught the hey. game-winning touchdown. You caught the game-winning touchdown yeah. from then-rookie quarterback Andrew Luck. Yeah, I have front row seats to the whole game. You know what well, I'm saying? I mean, I'm glad you was able to enjoy <laughs> Enjoy it. Oh, you I know, didn't uh, enjoy it, but I have. <laughs> I mean that that you game know. though afterwards kind of kind of gave me chills though talking about like literally right before the game you guys found out that Chuck Pagano had cancer. Yeah. Do you feel that like that fueled you throughout the game? Um, it did. It fueled us all. And actually, you know, Green Bay was beating us pretty good. We had to come from behind. We were um, smacking y'all. But, we but, were smacking y'all too. Y'all had yeah, a great yeah, comeback. Yeah. What was and the final score, JJ? You, well, you said you said it was. You said it was. That's what you got to underline. Was was. Beating the brakes off. I don't remember the final score. I just it was twenty-one to three. It was twenty-one to three, right? And wow. we came from behind to win the game. That's wow. all that matters. And yeah. In my relationship with Coach Pagano, it was special because he was also one of my college coaches. Yeah, Miami. So mm -hmm. I've been knowing him. Yeah, so I've been knowing him, you know, 20 years. You know what I mean? Been knowing his family, you know, uh, yeah. know his daughters. I know everybody uh, for all those years. So when that information got to us, it was like we lost a family member. Yeah, for you know, sure. Well, not lost a family, but it felt like he was, he was part of the family and, and when our family members were sick. So... It was, it, it touched me, it touched me a lot. It, it, it really meant something for me to go out there and, and have a good game for him because I know how much he loves football. I know how much he loved the team. I know how much he would, he, he would sacrifice to, to be in a position that he was, you know, to be in that position to be a head coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to go out there and give it his all, give him my all, just like the whole team did. Everybody went out there and they played hard. We never gave up. Uh, Bruce Arians, who is now the head coach of Tampa Bay, he ended up being the interim head coach for us that year. He yeah. challenged us all. He really did, and we had to step up to that challenge. Um, on a, another personal note, obviously you played with Peyton Manning for 10 seasons, 
You guys won a Super Bowl together. What was it like playing with Peyton? Oof, all right, where do we start? <laughs> um, <laughs> now, listen, Peyton is Peyton. You know, Peyton is going to be one of those teammates that you're going to love to have on your team. He's going to challenge everybody. Uh, even if he's not been, you know, challenging you vocally, you're going to see his preparation, and that's going to that's going to make you want to prepare even harder, right? Yeah. I always say this: there's nobody I know in life that prepares harder than Peyton Manning. Um, it doesn't matter if it's football; he's going to be prepared for whatever it is that he has to do that day. Like. I really do believe that when he wakes up in the morning, he sets his alarm at 7 o'clock a.m. At 7.05, he's going to get out of his bed and brush his teeth. At <laughs> 7.10, he's going to put his socks on. He's going to know exactly what shirt he's wearing that day, you know, shoes. Like, everything's going to be prepped. And yeah. he's going to know exactly how he wants it done. No. So as a teammate, that was the same way he was on the field. He was going to be ready. There was not going to be a situation that happened in the game that he wasn't prepared for. He was going to know how he was going to attack that that situation. And he was never going to be caught by surprise. So mm. him being that way as a leader, it challenged everybody as teammates to try our best to be that same way. So beyond all the, the, the passes that he, you know, that he threw to me and the touchdowns and all that stuff, just him as a teammate and, and finding out the way to be a true professional is what mattered the most to me. I mean, let me counter that because, you know, obviously played in Green Bay with Brett Favre and Aaron okay. Rodgers. And everybody always comes up to me, no matter how many years you play with certain quarterback, they say, man, who do you want to play for more? Who do you want? Who would you want your quarterback to be, man? Aaron Rodgers oh, or Brett Favre? And I got to always answer that question. So I'm asking you. Who you know you're not you want your to quarterback to, that, to be, Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning? You're not supposed to. Ask, you're not supposed to ask that. Look, <laughs> right. I'm a, I'm a yeah, receiver, man. It's right? keeping it three hundred. That's the name of the podcast, boys. Keep it, man. <laughs> I can't say. I can't say. I just need a dude that can throw good. I can't just say that. I mean, I feel like. I listen, <laughs> they both. They both are great, great uh, quarterbacks. They both are uh, a great teammates. Um. They they are they're different in their own way, you know what I mean? They're both corny. Nah, they're both <laughs> corn balls. Right. I know both, that for so sure. that's something that they're good at, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I'm I'm I can't really say which one I would take, man. Like I I would take either one of them, whoever is available. Yeah. Right <laughs> now we know we know that Peyton. You know, he's he's one of the best. I really feel like when it's all said and done, Andrew Luck is going to be one of the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'll take whoever's available, man. They both are good. I would love to have either either one of them on my team slinging the, slinging the football towards me. You know what I mean? Um, I, you know, I, I really can't say which one I would rather have. I'm sorry, JJ, if I don't have it. So good. basically he, he kept it 50. He kept it about 50. Not 300. He kept it 50. Yeah, yeah he yeah. kept it 50, yeah. not 300. Because, you know. Give me one. 
Yeah, but that would have been, that's my same response, too, when people ask me. I'm like, man, Brett Favre special, man. Aaron Rodgers is special. I was blessed to play with two great quarterbacks. It was unbelievable yeah. being in the He's hustle. a liar. Hold You're on. a liar. Hold Continue. on. Go ahead. Let me finish. Okay. Let me finish. 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 It was it was unbelievable being in the huddle with these two dudes. They were special. But before I finish the whole question, answer the question, I say, but I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. Okay. See, there you go. He does say that all the time. He you know thinks Aaron Rodgers but I, but is the I, GOAT. But I give, I give Brett his praise, though. You know what I'm saying? Give 12 his praise. But then at the end, before I'm done, I say, but I'm taking 12. So I was waiting on your butt, but you never gave it to me. <laughs> but, but I, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Like, it's kind of like unfair, you know. I really, I really played, you know, 10, 11 years with Peyton. You know what yeah. I mean? I only played three with Andrew. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's kind of like, it's kind of lopsided to some degree. I had more time to play with Peyton and not only just to be a, you know, play on the field with him, but get to know him, get to hang out with him and do things like that. Andrew Luck, we had a great relationship. He came in as a young pup, right, as a rookie, and he didn't say much. You know, he was a rookie. He just wanted to just not mess the game up. You know what I mean? And then as the you know the next year came, uh, I tear my ACL. So now I'm I'm really I'm there, you know, uh, you know. But I'm kind of like on the outside looking in as I'm getting treatment. But I'm in the meeting rooms and I'm going to the games. But I really feel like, you know, I'm not really part of the team like I want to be. So it was kind of different the way you know compared to two. I had more time with the other one than I did, you know, uh, with Andrew. You know, but. They're both good, man. They they both good players, man. They really are. I mean, you're okay. talking about one so guy. Just, so you're just talking tell about us. one guy that's probably gonna be one of the best ever, man. Yeah, just tell us who you throws know. the better who throws the better ball. Um, Andrew Luck throws the better ball. Okay, Manning is is more accurate. Gotcha. Ooh, so okay. Andrew Luck would throw you a spiral that may get you, you know, may overthrow you. But Peyton would throw you a duck that is right on you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually love that. That's, that's a great answer. So we have a few more because I know you have to go soon. But before we get to that, we have to take a quick break. So stay where you are. What's up, Blue Wire listeners? When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. That's why there's ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. No matter where you're selling, whether it's Amazon, SD, even your own website, ShipStation brings all of your orders into one simple interface. How cool is that? And get this, ShipStation helps you get your orders out quickly, it helps you save money on shipping costs, and it helps keep your customers happy, which of course is the most important thing. And right now, Blue Wire listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use the promo code BLUE. Yes, just B-L-U-E, BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card information. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, and even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. 
No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in blue. Again, that's ShipStation.com, and enter the promo code blue. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. And we want to make something else happen for our Blue Wire listeners. Blue Wire is teaming up with Harry's to make sure our listeners are shaving comfortably. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire to save $10 on a value trial set, which includes a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, a rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. You can get all of that for just $3 shipped right to your door. You can't beat that, right? Enough with the cheap razors. It's totally worth trying Harry's. Harry's has fixed shaving by combining a simple, clean design with quality and durable blades. And the best part, at a fair price. Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. So, Harry's bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making quality blades for over 95 years. So why don't you join the 10 million who have already tried Harry's? Claim your trial offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. Again, that's harrys.com slash bluewire, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. All of Harry's Blades come with a 100% quality guarantee, so if you don't love your shave, let them know, and they'll give you a full refund. Again, make sure you go to harrys.com slash bluewire to redeem your razor for just $3. All right, welcome back. Fallon Smith here along with James Jones and our special guest, Reggie Wayne. And Reggie, I was working in Knoxville, Tennessee um, at the time when Peyton messed up his neck Uh and there was a lot of uncertainty around his future. And you know, in Knoxville, the Vols. He's he's God. He's God. Yeah, he's a king over there. Okay, it was a weird adjustment for me (laughs) going over there. And he's obviously, they worship him. But um, the one year he didn't play in 2011, obviously it was a tough year for y'all. I think you guys won just two games. So then when they dropped it. Sorry, I'm just being real. Hey, we keep it 300 on this podcast, Reggie. Uh, So when they drafted Andrew Luck and Payne went to Denver. How would you describe that experience? Because for me, I thought for sure Payne was going to retire a Colt. At that time, it was a little weird, I think, for for everybody because we couldn't comprehend that this was actually happening. Well, that was like I always say, that was one of the times when he signed with Denver. That was one of the times where, not even that, when the Colts came out and and said that, you know, they had the whole press conference with Payton leaving and all that stuff. That was one of the times where... I really think time actually stops. Mm. All right, I, I, I really do because, like you say, you don't see him wearing another jersey. Um, you, you feel like he was going to be in the blue and white his his whole career. But it was that whole process was was weird because at the same time, right? At the same time, Peyton was up, I was up, so we both we both were kind of like out there looking. At the same time, right? Mm-hmm. He was, I, I, I really didn't know where I was going to end up. You know, I didn't know I was going to re-sign with the coach. And then Peyton, he didn't even know if he was going to be able to throw again the way he wanted to. So, you know, we both were actually on the phone and we would talk. And then it was a couple of times where we would link up 
at an undisclosed location, and we would, you know, he would throw me the passes. You know, we'd sit up and we'd, we'd bowl for about an hour, an hour and a half, just me and him, you know. So, um, you know, it was talks, and we would sit up there, he'd be like, man, what if we end up at the same team? And I'm like, hey, man, you never know, you know what I mean? And then, um, and then, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, he went his way, he went to St. Elmo's, I went to Rue Chris, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it, it was, it was, it, it, but at the same time, it was just weird to see him in another uniform. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, it was tough, but then you understand as a player, man, it was, it's one of those things where, where you know it's a business and, and you got to treat it as such. You uh, worked out with him with David Cutcliffe, I'm assuming, at Duke? Nope. Oh, you guys didn't? Okay. There was no, it was nobody else around. It was just me and Peyton Manning at an undisclosed location. I would never tell that location. But I will tell you there were palm trees. That oh. was surrounding us. Oh, okay. Ooh, that sounds like something that could from be Miami, Florida, California. <laughs> that could be California, California, no matter. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hawaii. Ooh. Hey, y'all was oh. living that good hey, life. You never know. <laughs> yeah, man. man. Well, hey, we appreciate you. we appreciate you, Weez. Well, Fallon, Fallon says she got one more for you. What the heck? James. I'm trying to get you. I'm trying to get you all. Fallon says she got one more. I question. actually have two more for you. So one oh, one question shit. is, I know you went to the U, all right? Yeah. And I read that you were roommates with Ed Reed. Ed. What was that like? Um, it was entertaining. <laughs> I bet. It really was. Um I, we we always say that we compare ourselves as roommates to Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence in the movie Life. <laughs> That's that's kind of how it went with us every day. Um, we would somebody would make a joke every day. We would argue every at least twice a week. Um, I had a I had a pet snake. Uh, oh as a, no! As a pet. You know the pet whenever snake. He would piss me, whenever he would piss me off, I would let him out. Ooh! Let what? him roam the let him roam the apartment. Oh no! You no, know no. so. Oh yeah, don't, we would have fought. Nah, we would have fought. I'd have moved out. We would have fought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had a pet snake by the name of Law, and he was uh he was six feet and some change. He was a big boy. He was a big boy. What are mm. you thinking? You like snakes? I'm a snake lover. Oh, do you have snakes right I now? I really am. I love snakes. You got snakes in the house right now? I don't, man, because you know I got these uh, kids. You know, uh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. as they get a little, as they get, as they get a little older. But, well, Reggie Jr., he keeps saying that when we're going to get a snake. When we're going to get a snake. So I'm just, I'm just waiting on him just to get a little older. Okay. And then uh, we'll have another, another snake in the house. Oh, no. You know? Yeah, man. So, Reggie, I got to get a hot take real quick for me. Hot take. Who is the best receiver in the NFL today? Oh, that's the final question because that's a hot take right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's easy. That's easy. Today, right? Right Today, now? Today, right this second. DeAndre Hopkins. Ooh, Ooh, I like that take, actually. I'm fine with that take. Easy. And why? And why? Right now, today. That ain't really the hot take to me. That's, that is the take. Why? Uh, Because. All hands team. He's on the all hands team. <laughs> Doesn't drop any passes. Well, he he's definitely on the he all hands got, team. He's got gloves. You know what? You know what? He, we know he can catch and he can do all that. Um, but man, guess what? It doesn't matter who's throwing the ball. It doesn't matter who's covering them. It doesn't matter who he's playing against. He shines every week. Every week. 
And, and to me, he's only gotten better each year he's been in the NFL. Yeah. And he's leading the league in quarterbacks. And he still gets it done. That is that is one thing. He he done, he done played with eighty two quarterbacks in one season, yeah. um, and still yeah, was balling out. But man, I just it's just tough to me because I just look I just look at consistency and not saying that okay. Hopkins is not consistent, but just the product of work that AB has put on the field yep. every single, single year. year. After year after year, knowing that he's probably going to get double team, everybody know he's big, big favorite target, and he continues hundred catch, fifteen hundred yards. So it's that. hard. It's hard for me to take it away from him that easy. Yeah, he he is uh, at at this present time. He is my number two. I would have had him number three, but I got him slightly taking the edge over Julio. Now, where does uh, OBJ fit in here? Where does OBJ fit in here? OBJ, he, he'll be, he'll be my fourth. Mm, okay. He'll be my fourth receiver. Um, even with me, even with missing know, all that time last year. Yeah, yeah, just because I know what he can do now. But with that being said, I'm gonna start needing OBJ to win some games. Facts. I'm so you take so you take an OBJ over some guys like Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, yeah. Adam yes. Thielen. Yes. You yeah. taking them over those yeah. guys. Yes. Ooh. I would too. I would too. Oh, not me. Reggie, I don't know yeah. if you heard, but like he went on this huge rant with Albert Breer this week and he basically said nobody in the NFL, goes through what he has to go through, et cetera, et cetera. Nobody has to deal with what he has to deal with. And, and to me, okay, I get what he's trying to say because people keep bringing up his past. But at the same time, and I want OBJ to succeed. He's a talented player, you know? He's now on a new team, right? Yes. Doesn't he just need to put his head down and get to work and stop with this all woe is me type of behavior? <laughs> yes, because at the end of the day, all thing all thing that people care about is wins and losses. Yeah. Be be who you can afford to be. All right? So, when I say that is, hey, if you want to be that guy that's in the limelight all the time, then continue to be that guy. Show everybody what you're doing. But don't don't go in the shell mm-hmm. when everybody starts to criticize and critique the stuff that you're showing us in the first place. Mm. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's just one of those things, man. If you want to be in the limelight, you want to be that guy, then everybody's going to critique you and let you know if you're that guy or not. Now, if you can't handle what they say, do what you just said. Put your head down, go to work, go home, come back the next day and start all over again. That's part of it. Well, when you look at the modern-day superstar receivers in this league, how much has things changed since you played and, you know, since you entered the league in the early 2000s? Well, you got to realize, you know, when I first got going and really hitting my stride in, in the league, shoot, MySpace was the, was the hot thing, right? It was all about MySpace, my yeah. <laughs> you know? And I didn't have no social media, you know, back then. So the biggest thing is now, Man, you know, you can't do nothing these days because somebody always got their phones out. You know, and somebody always got their phone out. They always record, you know, they always taking pictures, you know, all these selfies and all this, adding the location where they at. Uh, you couldn't do that when I was playing. You add the location where I'm at, it's going to be a problem. Exactly. And then you got players beefing against each other like AB and yeah. Juju on social media. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I, I don't have enough time 
in my day to be beefing with somebody on social media. <laughs> you know, I really, I really don't. I don't, you know, to me, if you're looking for me, you know how to find me. You probably know where I stay. You got my number. <laughs> well, we, well, we got to show everybody what we're talking about. So. But that's Man, just the I, difference now. Like you said, the modern-day receiver compared to back when I was in the league, when I first got in the league in 2000. Like, it's just the biggest thing is social media. Mm. Everything else, football is football. Yeah. You know, but when you add the social media aspect to it and everybody trying to build their brand, as they would say, yeah. man, it's a whole different world. Yep, everybody wants that attention. Everybody want to get all them followers to get their, you know, get their name out there. Not only that, you know, they want to get these big-time deals, make that big-time money. So if I got to act a fool a little bit for a couple million, I act a fool who I got to get into it with. You know what I mean? But back in the days, it was all about, look, man, we just grinding. We ain't worried about getting out of practice, tweeting, posting, nothing. We just out here working. We're just working, man. And Reggie, I really was going to wrap up with that, but this is something that we could definitely for sure wrap up with. And it was the fact that you were inducted into the Colts Ring of Honor last year. So I just want to know, uh-huh. what did that mean to you? Oh, it meant everything. It, um, it, 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 it cements my legacy um, in Indianapolis. Um, to me, it just... To me, it, it, it tells – one thing I always did was I always wanted to be a good teammate. I always wanted to, to to wear the horseshoe on the side of my helmet the right way. And by them doing that, that tells me I did something right. And uh, I was I was, I was was grateful. I, I enjoyed the moment. Uh, it was awesome. And I tell you what, man, it feels good every time I walk in that building. I went there. The next time I ended up going there was for combine. I walked up there and I saw that name up on the – up in, up in the rafters, you know what I mean? Yep. It, it made me feel good. It really did. I can't say, man. I'm saying this with a big smile on my face. I'm <laughs> looking at Bucky Brooks right now. Hey, we can, we like, can hear hey, the man, smile. I'm looking, hey, I'm looking at Bucky Brooks right now. He's laughing, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> it was a great it was a great feeling, man, just to, 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 to get that, that honor. It really is. I'm, I'm, I'm with the greats. I'm with the Colts greats. I mean. That's awesome. Well, you deserve yeah, you it. You know, earned it. You want to know what's crazy, though? I know when you walk back to Indy and you walk in that building, you know what I'm saying? you like, I'm the man around here, man. My name up there in that stadium. Because <laughs> you know what's crazy is my name ain't never going to be in the stadium in Green Bay. But I walk in there, I use my code. Like, y'all better not say nothing to me, man. <laughs> James is like, I led the league in touchdowns one year. You guys better give me free access hey. to everything. Hey, you know what, JJ? <laughs> I ain't going to be in no ring of honor, but I'm going to hey, punch my code I, in. I, I, told say I, hey, to I, I feel the same way, JJ. They ain't need to... They need to put me in the Raptors for me to feel like that. You know what I mean? I feel like I was the man anyway. You know what I mean? And whenever I would leave that place, I'd go down the street to Hyde Park restaurant and get that Reggie Wayne steak, too. You oh, know there you mean? go. We do all that. Big time. I got his own steak. Well, Reggie, thank you so much for joining us. Obviously, you deserved everything that you got. Uh, you earned it yourself. Appreciate it, God. Um, so, good stuff from Appreciate you. It. I know that we said 20 minutes, but it has been 45, so... <laughs> I, I yeah, tried to get you, I tried to get you off, Weez. He tried, but this this is some good stuff. You know how it goes. I tried to get That's you off. That's all good. I appreciate it. All right. It's all good. <laughs> well, thanks, uh for joining us this week and that's going to do it for this week's episode of keeping it 300 if you haven't done so already please rate us and write a review we would really appreciate it all right till next week for james and reggie i'm fallon we out 